You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, still breathing. The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Check that out today. If you love this show, support this show. You can do it right here at Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. That's Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. I know many of you have reached out to me the last couple of days to say thank you for reminding you because unbeknownst to you, your credit card or subscription was canceled. So... Please go confirm your subscription today, subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? Oh, my God. It's a little hot. Like, my light is hot. I think I left the light open. Hold on, hold on. Uh, it's a little bright. It's a little fucking bright. Uh, wait. Oh, oh, right there. Boom. I left the, uh, left the window open, and it made it, though, lighting super bright. How are you guys doing? Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday, uh, April fucking 20th, 420. Ooh, 420, blaze it up. Am I doing all right? No. Am I playing the game right? Ooh, 420, bro. Anyways. Oh, my God. We got a lot going on today. Something occurred to me. Something occurred to me. You know, you, you, don't, you know me. You guys know me. Sometimes uh, I get the little uh, the messages. The messages, they come through. They percolate about. I'm like, oh, my God. And things we've discussed over the years leading up until 2023, 2024. I told you what we were going to do, and now we're here. We're here, right? I told you, and now we're here. But I'm telling you, I, I had a, a thought. I had a thought, an inspiration, if you will, a moment of clarity that came through on something, and I want to share it with you guys uh, in a little while during this show. But I'm excited. I'm excited to be here with you guys. I got to talk about some really, really uh, crazy-ass news. Communism in America being implemented right now by Joe Biden. Things that you might not even be aware of. I'm going to talk about them on today's show. But we're also going to talk about the war that we are in, how much we're winning, and what is the what are the possibilities. We're going to expand our minds today here on The Dilly Show because something occurred to me that I'm going to speak into existence. I'm going to start right here on the show, just like I did back in January, which we've now got receipts on that. We declared war back on January. It was a warning of, if you will, don't fucking do it, or this is what we will do to you. And we look up three months later, and it is ugly. Well, guess what? I have something else to tell you today, and I think it's going to make you very happy. I, uh, I had a vision, a belief, if you will, on something, and uh, it's about President Trump, and it's about, it's about this campaign and America and what we're doing, and I think you're going to like it. So we got a big show for you today. We're going to talk economics. We're going to talk culture. We're going to talk political strategy, and then we're going to talk something totally different. So it'll be fun, but I hope you guys are excited. I am excited to be here with you today. It's going to be a big show. Woo! How are you guys doing? You guys good? You are the campaign. You're the campaign. It's your country. This is your campaign. Nobody has to hire you. Nobody has to appoint you. You don't have to wait for permission. No. You grab a hold of all of the knowledge you can get, and you sprint. 
and you run with it. That's how we win. That's what we have done on The Dilly Show. That's what we have done, and we've done it as a team. The Dilly 300, the Dilly meme team, and yours truly in lockstep. And it's fucking going extraordinarily well. Extraordinarily well. How'd you guys like that opener, by the way? Did you guys like that? Dude, I've been, I love that last night. Mag sent that to me. I was like, dude, we're playing that. I had seen that video once before, and it blew my mind of the woman talking about being a squatter. Imagine, imagine letting somebody who was a squatter in your building stay there for nine years and sending her flowers every week and making sure she gets fed three times a day for nine years and then never telling anybody about it. She had to film that selfie. I believe that was from 2016 because she was so upset by what people were saying about Donald Trump. She filmed that selfie and put it on the internet because she w couldn't believe what people were saying about him. I, I have so many of these stories that I've had the privilege of hearing about behind the scenes because I've got a chance to work with people. I've, I've either had clients, coaching clients, or I've been in proximity to people who have had these interactions with Donald Trump over the last 35, 40 years, and the stories always blow my mind, always. Then we got to play that little video from 1986 when a family was losing its farm after the, uh, their loved one passed away. And president, then just real estate man, Donald Trump, paid off the note on the land so she'd own it free and clear. And they did a, a you know, they burned the, the deed or whatever it was, the, the old, uh, whatever you call it, the mortgage. And uh, that was it. Like they had a whole ceremony. He paid it off. Yeah, now you own the home. This is yours. This is your land. That's incredible. That's the stuff that President Trump has done his entire life that they have obscured from your public view because it didn't fit the narrative that they were trying to make for him, right? <sighs> Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. I'm not going to make you wait all show to hear what I have to tell you. We'll talk about it again. We're going to come back to it later in the show towards the, the last portion of the show. But I'm going to address it right here and right now. And we'll... We'll also, like I said, we're going to have the receipts for some of this. We've been fortifying our movement, the Dilly 300. We are the tip of the spear for MAGA. And we are, as I told all of you, you're essentially MAGA special forces. We are the grassroots. We are the, uh, the ones who take. And we, we do not wait to be told what to do. Um, we, we are activated. We never stopped campaigning after 2020. We stuck together Monday through Friday every week for almost three years so far and with your help and with uh i think the the incredible talent of the meme team and with a little direction from yours truly we've been able to hijack so far the 2024 narrative we destroyed joe biden's state of the union night his lies were were essentially corrected in real time so much so that they buried the story and the, the speech within 24 hours because all, the, all you would find on social media if you searched hashtag SOTU, State of the Union, was nothing but our responses to his lies. And in January, I was reinstated on Twitter completely and I fired off a warning that was published in Newsweek and they mocked me. And my, morning, my warning in Newsweek was, if Rob DeSantis even tries this, we will meme him into oblivion like the disloyal dog that he is. 
And now here we are months later, and we've got receipts to show exactly what has happened since that declaration was made publicly. I essentially got back on Twitter and declared war on anybody anti-Trump. We went after we went after these people and Newsweek published the article. Then I debated Bryson Gray who had backstabbed and betrayed Donald Trump and publicly humiliated him and now watching him relegated to the dustbin of history. Then I went on with the war room with Owen Schroyer and had a healthy debate with Owen and again was able to overcome his objections and, uh, and now we've got the momentum. Slowly but surely we built momentum and Team Trump took uh, notice of what we were doing. Initially, the buy-in was slow. They weren't sure that this aggressive approach that I had been launching and campaigning was gonna work. Then the numbers started coming in. And my messaging, amplified by your messaging, amplified by the most incredible meme team on planet Earth, creators who could take concepts and abstract thoughts from yours truly and from themselves and turn them into musical and or visual depictions and humor that were able to cut through the bullshit to the average man and woman. This all-out campaign led to a rocket ship-like launch of President Trump combined with the absolutely flawless uh, uh, Agenda 47 messaging that allowed President Trump to maintain the high ground. Team Dilly 300 and Team MAGA Inc. have been able to tattoo the absolute shit out of all comers. It's been highly effective. At this point in the game, we're supposed to be in a hotly contested primary. Instead, we have our foot on the collective throat of Team Meatball, and there is a very real possibility we can end that campaign before it ever gets off the ground. Once Team Meatball has been relegated to the dustbin of history as well, President Donald J. Trump has a clear path to the nomination. The sooner he gets that path to the nomination, the sooner we can turn our attention to the Democrat Party. This is why there is a pissing contest between Team Trump and Team Meatball. Whoever breaks first gets to start working on the broader campaign sooner. This is a huge deal. We are months ahead of where most forecasted the race between Trump and DeSantis. We are so far ahead that there is a, real, a very real possibility it never even materializes. We're going to end this fucking campaign before it starts. What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what it means. I had a vision. I had a moment of clarity this morning. If you can finish off Team Meatball before the first debate, which is still, it's going to be a stretch, but we could do it. If you could fish off your number one primary contender long before the debate, what else can you do? What if there was a chance? What if there was a path to not only making sure President Trump becomes the next president of the United States, but what if there was an actual path? What if there was a way to make sure that that race between he and most likely Joe Biden is over well before November 2024. What if there is a path? What if, what if the path was shown to me on how to achieve this? What if the ambitions aren't high enough for everybody in MAGA? What if they need to be higher? What if you didn't have to stress and be 
totally losing your mind and concerned and sick to your stomach on election night 2024? What if the outcome was already a foregone conclusion? What if you didn't have to have this grind and this fear going into that final day? What if going into that final month, it was a celebration of the return of America? What if you could win way before your ballots were cast? We can do it. President Donald J. Trump policy, Agenda 47 is flawless. It's the easiest sales pitch in the history of politics. You will have the easiest sales pitch for your friends and family as you campaign for Trump that you, it'll be the easiest political sales pitch you ever make to anyone. You no longer have to, de to uh, debate abortion. It's out of the way entirely. It's not even part of the conversation. Supreme Court ruled on that. That's over. What if you get to, what if your sales pitch is peace across the globe? prosperity in America? What if it includes humanitarian efforts like cleaning up and healing homelessness across this nation? What if it's safety? What if it's securing the border in a way that is both a humanitarian effort, but also a security effort? How do you win the entire right and a large enough portion of the middle to make election 2024 a foregone conclusion you do it by expediting your victory in the culture war we can create the culture right now in real time and we can bring as many people as you want who are center left and center right square into the big tent that is team trump there is a path to do this i've seen it i've been shown that path this doesn't have to be a scary, long, drawn-out campaign. It can become a legitimate, decentralized cultural movement that culminates in the election of Donald J. Trump. We're heading down this path already, and you're going to have different conversations in the months ahead than the ones you're having now. Right now, you're watching as a primary debate between the establishment's picked candidate who's got hundreds of millions and billions of dollars behind him, you're watching them get absolutely KO'd by a bunch of young uh, upstarts within the Trump campaign and the Dilly Show meme team. The ambition to win in 2024, I believe, isn't high enough. Everybody looks at their state... Uh, those breakdowns of the Electoral College, and you believe them to be a fixed, foregone conclusion. You look at them and you say, okay, well, we gotta pick up, well, if we lose Arizona, you gotta pick up Wisconsin, but if you lose Wisconsin, you gotta pick up Georgia, but if you lose Georgia, you gotta pick what if the What if that was no longer a doubt or a fear? I believe we can do this. I believe we have a solution. And uh, here's the really exciting part. Everybody that needs to hear what that solution is, is all ears to yours truly right now. And I'm not gonna stop. Um, I have been shown that, that solution, I've been shown that path. And uh, thank God I've also been given the voice and I think probably the, the uh, communication ability to convey that thought and that idea in a way that all of the right people who need to read it and see it will believe it. 
And if they do, so help me God, I will give you the victory that we all want. And I'm going to give it to you way sooner than most people realize. And it doesn't mean Donald Trump's going to be back in the White House before 2024. But it means that you're not going to go into those last months fearful that your country is going to go off the cliff. So, yeah, that's where we're at today. Um, very excited. I'm excited to uh, have this opportunity and the honor to be sitting in front of you guys and to be heard um, and to be, I guess, ha having the feedback that's necessary to keep going with it. We are going to be bold. We're going to do something that's never been done before. And you're currently already doing it. We're already doing something that's never been done before in politics, the way that it's going. And I'm not talking about any kind of system. Just so I want to clarify, I'm not talking about voting. I'm talking about where like this, this is what I mean. I'm not talking about you guys be able to vote early or any kind of system stuff like that. I'm talking about where even certain liberal cities you go into start to pivot towards Trump. I'm talking about a message that is so centrist, it's so inclusive, and so based foundationally in God and country that it is contagious. I'm talking about real, actual, tangible hope and vision combined with culture. I'm talking where people are like, dude, yeah, let's just get to it, where it's you're chomping at the bit to vote because you already know. I'm not talking about your office being divided Five of you are Democrats, five of you Republicans, and there's three in the middle who are going to figure out and decide on election day. I'm talking about where seven or eight of you in your office are like, yeah, it's Trump all day. And the other two or three are like, yeah, you're probably right. What if we killed off this bullshit woke crap in the next 18 months? Can we do it? I believe we can. I believe we can. I think that the deep state and a lot of these people who are globalists are old and boring and they have shitty ideas. I do. And I believe you can, I, I believe we can actually knock these fuckers clean out also in the next year and a half. In case you haven't figured it out, time's going like this. But the fucking efforts we're putting in and the results are coming just as fast. No, the days of trying to move things two or three points a month are gone. Two or three points a month are gone. We don't have time for that shit. It's a rocket ship. It's a fucking rocket ship. And I think people are starting to wake up to it. And that's why there is legitimate panic from people who tried to betray Donald Trump early on in this primary season and who are now panicked about how do they get back in his good graces before it's too late. We're going to do it. We're getting close. We're getting close. And we'll cover more of this later on the show. I'm going to actually show you some tangible results of your efforts and the efforts of Team Trump in such a short time period of time it is going to be it, we've got the receipts now the numbers are there can't lie about the numbers statistics are statistics and we're going to show the evidence for what we're doing so it's going to be uh, i think it's gonna be a very exciting time oh my goodness momentum 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 having fun <laughs> all right so there's i'm going to start out let's start out with some uh well, look i'm going to start out with some shitty news Mostly because we're going to get into some shitty news. <laughs> and then we'll get to the fun stuff later on in the show. Um, first and foremost, we try to give credit uh, to all the different people involved with the show, right? Whether it's you, the Dilly 300, and the things that you accomplish. I get a lot of people that send me, oh, look at this thing I did. And I'm like, oh, my God. And sometimes I'll feature it here on the show. But the meme team also accomplished things, right? And right now, the meme team... It's pretty much uh, taking over as the only meme team 
uh, right now from the grassroots for MAGA, and they're, in, they're inspiring other Beamers who are like, yeah, dude, we're all in this, and we're all pulling the same direction right now from uh, uh, what, what our vision is and how we're doing it. So try to give the meme team their credit. But sometimes the meme team does stuff outside of memes. And for example, we have Camtastic who has the children's book, right? And we give him his credit. We say, oh my gosh, well done, Cam. And we show the book. But other times, memers get involved with things that it's, it's an accomplishment, but they don't want to admit it. And this was a pretty big accomplishment from one of your favorite memers. His name is Phantom Shadow. And I really wanted to give him his flowers on what he was able to accomplish. Unfortunately, he went and did the one thing you'd expect Phantom Shadow to do, and it ended up, unfortunately, hijacking the headline. So you guys may not know this about Phantom Shadow, and I don't even know if the meme team knows this. He is really, really passionate about marathons. <laughs> so he's like... He's really, he's really passionate about marathons. He's been doing marathons for like, for at least 10 years now, I think. I think that's what he told me. <laughs> My laughter will make a lot more sense in a second. <laughs> All right, so yeah. So anyway, he's like really passionate about marathons. He's like, he's one running son of a bitch. And uh, not just making dang hilarious memes and offending people and trolling them on the internet. He just loves to run. It's just like, it's like what his deal is. So, so recently, Phantom Shadow completed the Boston Marathon, and he didn't tell anybody. And we all had to find out in the news that he had participated. <laughs> and it was because we caught him because he took a poop in a stranger's yard during, <laughs> during the race because he couldn't hold it. <laughs> so you guys can all just congratulate Phantom Shadow for finishing the Boston Marathon. I think that's really cool. <laughs> I know this isn't how you wanted us to find out, but it was a really big deal. <laughs> We're so proud of you. <laughs> it was a big deal. It's a big deal, everybody. He's a, he had to travel. And he had prepared for this for months, okay? And then and then he finally makes it to the big day. He had himself a oopsie or a poopsie, if you will. Anyway, so that was uh so I wanted to share with you guys about Phantom Shadow. <laughs> he couldn't have, he wanted to live up to the day. Everything is bullshit. Everything is bullshit. Everything is racist. 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 Everything is exactly how it would go to <laughs> oh fuck all right speaking of bullshit this is fucking hilarious uh hold on i gotta cue these up. i didn't i didn't get to cut up my uh my fucking slides here because i was i was working i had other shit i was working on. i was <laughs> working on some big stuff and uh but i do have pretty funny news 
Uh, I know many of you are going to be disappointed because your favorite publication is no longer in business. That's right. BuzzFeed is being shut down. That's right. The absolute junky-ass hunk of garbage known as BuzzFeed is no more. BuzzFeed boss Peretti just sent out a note to staff announcing the shuttering of BuzzFeed News is part of layoffs where 15% of staffers are being cut across the company. Pretty says, for BuzzFeed News, we have begun discussions with the News Guild about these actions. Adios. Adios. Later. Bye, BuzzFeed. Shocking, I know. But this is the end of BuzzFeed. And uh, we are all just very sad, I'm sure. Where else are we going to read such drivel as the PP tapes that they attempted to pretend were real? Remember that? Before the 2016 or after the 2016 election? Before the 2016 election? Oh, yeah, yeah, Donald Trump's got a dossier. It's the PP dossier. BuzzFeed, fucking all these assholes ran with it. Later. <laughs> Sucks about how you don't have a job anymore, dick. Yeah, fuck them. That organization was run by idiots. Run by idiots. Okay. I'm trying to get all the crappy stuff out of the way first, so bear with me, okay? The only joke I had going early on in this show is going to be that Phantom Shadow one. Everything else, is, this middle portion is going to really anger you, okay? I'm not going to bullshit you. It's like, but I, it's got to be done, right? Like, it's my job. I have to tell you where these fucking deranged assholes are currently at with all things America and global. Here's where we're at now. U.S. is compensating people injured by COVID-19 vaccines for the first time. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's an admission. Maybe, maybe this is meaningful. Maybe it's totally meaningful, guys, that the government is taking care of people, you know, because they're, they're sads faces, right? Oh, oh, I'm not feeling so good. I got to talk to the government about my face. I don't think this vaccine worked very well for me. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I got, I'm vaccinated, injured. I could have been the booster. Yeah. So the poor schleps that went out and got triple, quadruple, fucking, I don't know how many vaxxed and double boosted and everything in between. They're finally getting paid. Paid. Money, 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 money. So just out of curiosity, how much would it your face sagging and looking like a fucking droopy retard be worth to you? How much is this worth to you? Um, huh? I'm still pretty. I'm smiling. How much is that worth to you, you guys? What do you think? A million? Three million? Five million? Six million? What, what do you guys think? <laughs> You're not getting millions. You're going to get a thousand to two thousand bucks. Three people received compensation for their injuries through the Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program run by an agency within the Department of Health and Human Services, uh, officials said in a new update, one person who suffered allergic shock received $2,019, according to the agency, after taxes, that's about $1,300, uh, the Health Resources and Services Administration. One person who suffered heart inflammation or myocarditis, uh, they got $1,582 and or uh, about $950 after taxes. And another who suffered myocarditis got $1,032. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Sorry about your giant enlarged heart. My bad. Yeah, oopsie. Government. Hey, don't worry. We're here for you. We made billions, but you know what? Don't worry. 
Here's a thousand bucks. Do you feel better? It's like two trips to the grocery store. You're like, oh, fuck. What about my face? They're like, dude, this is for the heart. Okay. Big ass, oversized, fucking exploding heart. Droopy ass, fucking stroked out face. Thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. Here's two thousand bucks. Here you go. Here's fifteen hundred. Somebody said there's no tax on disability pay. That ain't disability pay, though. It's not even pays out of the disability fund. Didn't you see the article? That's paid out of the fucking uh, Department of Health and Human Services. It's an injury compensation program. It's not even under the category of disability pay. <laughs> You're gonna you will get taxed on that. If you don't claim that shit, they're going to take your house from you. Oh, oh I got $1,000. Not a big deal. Okay. Uh, let's continue. Let's continue because it feels good to finally win, right, guys? The manufacturer of the vaccine was not made public. Information about the people who received the payments also has not been made public. The payouts mark the first time the U.S. government has paid people who were injured in the COVID, by the COVID-19 vaccines, which can cause serious problems as well as death and were first introduced in very late 2020. Until the CICP, people who survived their vaccine-induced injury can receive money for unreimbursed medical expenses and lost employment income. The newly granted compensation appears to only be for medical expenses, Wayne Road, author of The Vaccine Court, told the Epoch Times. These amounts are so low that you can credibly assume that this was just only for re unreimbursed medical expenses, and that's it. It's unconscionable what they are doing, but that's this program. Listen, it's not that they don't care. It's that they fucking hate you. <laughs> There's a difference. They fucking hate you people. They don't, it's not, well, we're sorry. Wish we could give you more. It's, here's, here's just enough to insult the shit out of you. Keep that heart rate under 140. How's that feel? You guys like that? You guys like that? Is that, it's kind of sad. Just saying. I know. I told you, it says I have to cover the bullshit now to get it out of the way. Because we got fun stuff later, later. But right now, just know if your heart gets fucking huge and is going to explode, there's a fucking $1,500 check with your name on it, maybe. Also, how do you like the fact that only three people have gotten paid so far? Three. All of America. Three. Three people. So it was like, what, was it 2,000, 1,500, and then 1,000, or some shit? So we're at roughly like 235. Dude, the U.S. government's paid out less than five Gs to people who got injured. Less than five grand. Dude. We send five grand to Ukraine every fucking second. Like five grand, five grand, five grand, five grand, five grand, five grand, five grand. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like why even feign pretending to give a shit? Just, just own it completely. Just be like, no, I'm not giving you anything. Fuck you, droopy face. You guys like that? Fucking government. Unbelievable. Hey, shout out to a Florida restaurant. You guys may want to eat here. Florida restaurant chain no longer serving Bud Light due to, quote, biblical faith. Oh. 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 Is this the, is this the gay cake, wedding cake thing all over again? I like it. Yeah, we're not stocking that. We're not stocking Anheuser-Busch products and Bud Light products due to our faith. And uh, the fact that this completely contradicts what we believe as peoples of faith. Well done. There you go. That's a great way to do it. Trev says that place is great. There you go. There you go. Trev is now co-signing. 
He says he's eaten there before. Excellent. We have a firsthand experience. Okay, Trev says go ahead and eat there. It's called Grills, and they will not serve you Bud Light products. So there you go. Boom. Boom. You guys all have a new restaurant to try. You all have a new restaurant to try. I think that's pretty damn cool. All right, you guys, this might uh, come as a shock to many of you, and I don't say this lightly. I don't say this lightly, but, uh, dude, according to the New York Post and the headline this morning, the front page, <laughs> what? Biden lied? What? He would do that? Jo Joe Biden would lie to us? About what? Quote, if your application is denied or you attempt to cross into the United States unlawfully, you will not be allowed to enter. That is Joe Biden's quote from January 5th, 2023. He lied. The border is still open. Migrants are being waved right in. Shelter beds are at 130% capacity, and it's only getting worse. Mayor Adams, the president, has failed this city. Joe lied to everybody. I know it's totally shocking, especially when you consider some of the things we know about him. I need an update quick as can be. I always want to know who's protecting me. Tell me the latest. Don't delay. Oh, haven't you heard? The FBI is gay. You're an ugly fucking fat faggot. Ooh. Here's to you, pussy. <laughs> MAGA Republicans in Congress want to defund the FBI. Flashback. But I sure in hell don't think we should be funding the FBI either. Oh, 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 wait, I'm sorry. What, what, what was that? What did he just say? Did, should I loop that? That feels like it should be looped. Let's loop the shit out of it. Hold on. Let's repeat that, Joe, please. One more time. MAGA Republicans in Congress want to defund the FBI. Flashback. But I sure in hell don't think we should be funding the FBI either. MAGA Republicans in Congress want Wait, MAGA what? Republicans in Congress what? want to defund the FBI. Flashback. But I sure in hell don't think we should be funding the FBI either. MAGA Republicans in Congress want to defund the FBI. Flashback. But I sure in hell don't think we should be funding the FBI either. MAGA Republicans in Congress want to defund the FBI. Flashback. But I sure in hell don't think we should be funding the FBI either. MAGA Republicans in Congress want to defund. He's an idiot. What? What is the sales pitch? Like when you stump in defense of the FBI, who are you stumping to? Just the FBI? Did I blink and miss where Democrats, like voters, Democrat voters, love the FBI? Did the FBI get Martin Luther King Jr. killed? Am I, am I misremembering? Wasn't the FBI like, like totally involved with the end of MLK Jr. Am I, did I like, am I misremembering? Well, like, when did the FBI become like, oh yeah, Americans, like Democrats really are all about FBI. Dude, nobody likes the FBI. Nobody. Nobody. Fucking nobody. 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 No, not the left. Not the fucking right. Not the center. The only, you know who likes the FBI? The fucking FBI. That's who likes the FBI. That's it. So when you come out and you're like, oh, the FBI, they're making fun, all you're doing is kissing the pucker of the actual FBI. Nobody else gives a shit about this. This fucking guy over here, he's like, he's like accusing MAGA Republicans of wanting to defund the FBI. Yes, yes, yes. I hope so, Congress. Do it. Cut their spending. Make them have no fucking paychecks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Can you imagine thinking that's a hit piece? Like that's a, oh, you, you know what they want to do? They want to defund the FBI. Crickets. What's next? They want to defund the IRS? Yes. Fucking yes, we do. We want to defund and then replace, eliminate and replace with something that is not full of fucking corrupt assholes. This fucking guy, Joe Biden. I can't believe you lied to us though, guys. I'm shocked, really. I'm shocked. I'm not done angering you about Joe Biden. And as a matter of fact, it's going to get you like a lot more angry. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to ease you into this. I'm trying to figure out how I can talk about this without blowing a gasket here on this show and getting myself canceled off of all the platforms. I'm going to have to like, I have to ease myself in. I'm trying to like woo-saw as I talk about these stories because the next three stories, I'm being measured in my speech right now. The next three stories that I have that I have to discuss in depth with you are going to make you want to put your fist through a wall. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's going, you're going to go, I'm sorry, what? But don't worry. Just I will get us through it. We're going to talk about it so we're intelligent and we can speak on it uh, you know, intelligently. We're going to become aware of the issue and how to counterpoint that issue. And then we're going to move the fuck on because it makes me that angry. <laughs> Trav, you Trav is such a dick down. I see you, bro. I fucking see you down there, you son of a bitch. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. I tried to warn you about this. This is why we're having a little fun. Because <laughs> we're going to get into some stuff that's going to make you mad. I don't know how to tell you. There's no other way to discuss this without being a little bit furious. Okay? And this is all real. What I'm about to tell you is real. And I've got the evidence. I'm going to talk about it. So let's start here. The White House says, quote, extreme MAGA Republicans holding the American economy hostage with a debt plan. Are you kidding me? Really? Okay. Okay. That's how it's going to go, Joe? Yeah, right. Americans are freaking out right now. They're freaking out. Why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they be? The forgotten men and women, men and women in America, they know they're in real trouble right now. Americans are more pessimistic about the economy than they were during the pandemic. That's right. Imagine having sentiment worse than when a deadly pandemic was keeping everybody at home. Imagine that. Imagine keeping people at home and scaring the shit out of them and they were still more enthusiastic about the economy than what they're living through right now. Yeah, don't worry. There's more data to back up what we're saying. If you're eating three square meals a day uh, without struggle, congratulations. Because right now, more and more people are answering affirmatively, have you ever skipped meals to afford housing payments? 37% of Gen Z has had to do this. 44% of millennials have had to do this. 41% of Gen X has had to do this. And 20% of baby boomers are now having to do this. Skipping meals, eating less food so they can pay their housing payments, rent and mortgage. Do I want to eat today or do I want to pay my rent? Let me think about this. Can I handle a day off from food? Let me think about this. These are the choices that should never be, have to be made in any kind of civil modern society. Choices between food and shelter, one or the other, should never happen in a first world abundant uh, country like the United States of America. Let's continue. U.S. existing home sales resume slide in March. Home prices drop most in a decade. 
I'm thinking long and hard about how I'm going to introduce this next. Because for those of you that are aware, you'll just be a no, you're going to be more you'll be upset, but you already know. But there's going to be a whole giant segment of my show that doesn't know about what I'm going to tell them, and they're going to be super fucking pissed. Okay. Okay. This this happened. This is where the title of today's show comes from. Communism in America? More than you don't, more than you even know. Biden to hike payments for good credit home buyers to subsidize high risk mortgages. This is not satire. It's already done. They've already signed it. It is going into effect May 1st. We're going to discuss this now. Please do not throw your cell phone across the room or throw it through your computer or TV screen. This is real. This is communism. The government is essentially uh, making the productive members of society uh, subsidize the more riskier or less productive members of societies. This is happening. And it starts May 1st. If you are shopping for a home, you will be subject to this. You will be doing this. How much? Well, home buyers with good credit scores will soon encounter a costly surprise, a new federal rule forcing them to pay higher mortgage rates and fees to subsidize people with riskier credit ratings who are also in the market to buy houses. The fee changes will go into effect May 1st as part of the Federal Housing Finance Agency's push for affordable housing and they will affect mortgages originating at private banks across the country. The federally backed home mortgage companies, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, will enact the loan level price adjustments or LLPAs. So Dilly, how much are we talking here and how what's considered high credit now? That's the other part of this is fucking dicey. Mortgage industry specialists say home buyers with credit scores of 680 or more will pay, for example, about $40 a month more on a home loan of 400,000. Home buyers who make down payments of 15 to 20% will get socked with the largest fees. This is communism. This is the state, the government, taking from those who have earned and worked really hard and penalizing them to try and subsidize people who are more irresponsible or who aren't as accomplished or successful. This is communism. It is starting on May 1st. If you, so essentially what they're saying is if you've been responsible your entire life up to this point, you've paid your bills on time, which has allowed you to get a higher credit score and to earn more and more um, opportunities from a lending standpoint, you are now going to still like that's four hundred and eighty dollars a year on a on a fucking four hundred thousand dollar loan that you're being stuck with. So you think, oh, four hundred eighty bucks a year now do ten years. You have the mortgage for twenty years, thirty years. They're sticking you with their this is all this is is the government's intervening to allow banks to mitigate risk by letting you carry it. Like really, like think about what we're doing here. Private institutions, banks, are being assisted by the government by taking the risk that they are, they are uh, in, in taking on by lending 
and they're passing the risk to you. Like, here's the real talk. If I have to fucking pay a higher rate to subsidize your mortgage, I should get to decide who gets a mortgage. Like, if I have to assume the risk for your shit, shouldn't I have a say-so on whether or not you get approved? Why is a, a private lending institution, a bank, able to subsidize its risk, it's able to mitigate risk by passing it on to me via the government? I don't remember becoming a home loan lender. I don't remember becoming an underwriter, but apparently the US government is making me an underwriter for people with shittier credit. I should get to, I get to review your shit then. You want more of my money, you're gonna charge me more fees so that this asshole who hasn't been in the game long enough or is, hasn't been responsible enough can have a more affordable down payment and a more affordable monthly payment? Well, then shouldn't I get to review their documents to make sure that I'm comfortable with this arrangement? This will be gone day one of the Trump administration. This is, and, and you know what, Trev, you're absolutely right. Where's my fucking interest on this? If I'm assuming the risk now, shouldn't I be assuming some of the payoff? Is it, shouldn't I be getting like a fraction of that interest on their home loan? And every time that they don't, don't default, I should be getting an annual check to compensate me for mi mitigating the risk of the bank? This is communism. This is communism. What makes it really shady is that this is where the government has now intervened into the private market on housing in a way that they're dictating. All they're trying to do is open up more, like, bro, let me fucking break it down for you guys. This is so fucked up. I can see what they're doing. <laughs> Maybe wearing the glasses will make me less angry. Okay, here's how it goes. Here's what they're doing. The reason they're implementing this is because, and by the way, this is for May 1st. Anybody who buys a home after May 1st or refinances a home after May 1st, you will be subject to this. But let me tell you why they're doing it. If you have a, over a 680 FICO, you're not gonna tolerate seven and a half, eight percent interest rates on your mortgage. You're just not. If you have a 750 or a 800 FICO you worked your ass off to achieve, you're not tolerating an 8% annual fucking interest rate on your mortgage or a seven. So what does that mean? It means that they're expecting a paper to dry up in mortgage purchases. Okay, how do we make sure the banking industry has somebody to continue to gobble up shitty fucking interest rate home loans. Why don't we open it up to people with, with uh, subprime credit? Ah, we can't do that though. Remember last time it bit us in the ass because they defaulted. Oh yeah, you're right. How do we mitigate that risk? If the majority of our consumers 
of these shitty ass products and these insanely high mortgages are going to be subprime first time borrowers, what we could do is mitigate our risk by passing it on to our prime borrowers who are still dumb enough to take one of our loans in the current uh, environment. This is what they did. This is what they're doing. They're basically subsidizing and mitigating risk for these evil fucking bankers so that they can sell more risky products to riskier borrowers knowing that they're making most of the money that they're going to potentially risk losing down the road. They're making that money on the front end off of you and fucking me. This is why they're doing this. And I got news for you. A 680 FICO ain't top tier A paper. That's like B paper. What does B paper mean? If you have over a 680, let's say you have a 690. Dude, you still don't have A credit. You just have average credit. That's like, it's pretty good. You're, you're getting there. You're, you're on your way. But a 685 FICO is not A paper. So they're not even actually passing this on to your most like established elite borrowers. They're passing it on to the middle class and up. 680 to 710 is middle class typically. That's not your elite fucking earners, okay? 720 is A paper. 760 is A paper. 800 is A plus plus paper. 680 is fucking mid paper. That's, that's good credit, not great credit. But now you're gonna have to subsidize shit credit? This is a uh, this is one of the craziest, most overt communist things I've ever seen. And then the real kicker is on the bottom there. If you make the down payment, if you went through the hassle of saving a hundred fucking thousand dollars on like a half million dollar home you get nailed with the most expensive fees. That's the part, because I don't care what level you're at of this game, closing on a house is difficult, right? Closing on a house is really hard because right up until the day of funding, they'll hit you with random shit. They're like, oh, this needs to be paid off. What? Yeah, we need this. Oh, we need another this much. Oh, we need this much more down. What? The day of what? What are you talking about? And now you get to find out that instead of, you know, maybe maybe two thousand dollars or sixteen hundred in closing fees, you're gonna have three thousand, thirty-five, four thousand. It's fucking insane. I know. I'm trying to calm down. It has me heated. This one, obviously, somebody I'm someone with a background in real estate development, uh, with condos and home home buying and all that kind of shit. And I had to work my fucking balls off. I think my fight, I'm sitting at like a 760 right now. And I spent my entire life around a 620. My whole fucking life until 2018. And I was like, I have to fix my credit. Because for 10 years, it had just. And what did I do? I literally, I didn't, I got to negotiate out of very little of it. You know what I did? I paid everyone off one by one over the course of five or four years. Four years, I one by one, 800 there. Medical expense, 600 there. Medical from 2010, there's another one. Oh, this thing from 2000. Collection on my car, they got repossessed. Yep, here's 4,000. One by one, dude, I kept going and going and going. And then finally, dude, finally, actually just in the last two weeks, old stuff that was finally seven years old fell off. And I have, I have no bad fucking, anything bad on my shit. And I'm a 760, it shot up 50 points. 
uh, in the last 30 days. 760 FICO. But it took me fucking years and thousands and thousands of dollars of investment into myself. And like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I want to make it right. I want to pay off everybody I've ever owed money to. And now the reward is if I'm buying. And look, I got news for you, dude. The fuck is 400K going to buy you? What's 400,000 going to buy you? Because they're being a little disingenuous here. They go, well, if it's 40 bucks a month on a $400,000 loan. That's great. But I'm not buying a $400,000 fucking loan, right? Like my next purchase is probably more like a million. So how much am I going to be paying? If, if it's 40 a month for 400, what am I paying on a million? What am I paying on 800? What if I have a big family and, I'm, and no matter what I do, I'm in that six to 800,000 range just because I need the square footage. The fuck am I paying monthly? 150, 200 a month? You didn't need that extra $2,000 a year? This starts May 1st with new home loans and refinances. If you have an existing loan, you're good. If you have an existing loan, you're good. Now I gotta tell you something. They're moving you in a direction that should make you unnerved. Remember what I told you about Canada? A lot of Americans are totally oblivious about Canadian mortgages, how it works. Do we have a Canadian watching the show that wants to tell everybody what do you have to do with your Canadian mortgage every five? I think it's every five years. Is it every five years or four years? What, what do you guys have to do, Canadians? A lot of people don't know how Canadian-backed you know, mortgages work. Oh, you have to reapply. Oh, you see, in the United States of America, you secure your home loan for 30 years, and as long as you pay it, nobody takes a second look at you for the entire 30 years. But in Canada... You must reapply for your mortgage to make sure you still qualify every five fucking years. I believe it's five. You have to refinance the loan and prove that you qualify continuously. Fuck. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to continue to push these shitty subprime level loans on subprime level borrowers. And they're going to subsidize it with prime borrowers who are, who are unfortunately... Uh, forced to purchase right now. This is going to kill the real estate industry. Done. Done. All so that they can mitigate risk. It's about the most corrupt shit I've ever seen in my life. Honestly. Super corrupt. Absolutely super corrupt. It's incredible. I'm kind of impressed, to be honest with you. But this is one of those things that Donnie J will be... Ap I, he's going to go after this thing like day one. Day one. He'll be, he'll be ending that shit. You know what's scary? Hold on. You guys, just before even going forward, everybody keeps saying in my, in my chat, this will end the middle class. This will end the middle class. Do you guys not? You're still missing the bigger picture. <laughs> Here it comes. You ready for a fastball? What are they doing? Is it going to end the middle class, you guys? No. No. Do you, you guys don't know what they're doing? Dude, I just told you it's for 680 and above. So what does that mean? What does it mean when they say elite credit borrowers 680 and above what does that mean those are middle class borrowers right let me explain to you middle class they're gonna move you into the a higher tax bracket by rebranding what you are like think about what i'm saying if elite credit is 720 and above and those are the big earners right 200 300 a year and you tax them at the highest level and if your middle class is like the six 650 to fucking 710 and they make about anywhere from 120 down. You know, it's like, it's like 80 to 120. Dude, 
how do how do how do we fucking how do we tax the shit out of the middle class? We tell them they're no longer middle class. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, you're not middle class anymore. You're now an elite borrower. You're a big spender. You're you're big money in America. Uh, uh I make one hundred ten thousand a year. I don't feel big money. Well, you are now. Phantom Shadow just nailed it. They're standardizing poverty. So what they're trying to sell you on, you guys, is a lower standard of living. So they're telling you, if you have a good credit score, 680 above, you've got food, you have a job, you own a home, you own a car, <laughs> you're not middle class, you're, you're wealthy. What? This is the same shit they did with women's clothing when they started making all you bitches that should have been in XL start telling you you were a fucking medium. And then you're like, I'm not fat, I'm a medium. It's like, no, bitch, you, they just changed the tags on the shirt. They did this across America. This is how they got fatter and fatter. You were like, oh, I'm still only a medium. You're like, you're not a fucking medium. That was an XL in 1983. Today, it's a medium because you're all fat as fuck. It's the same idea. It lowers your standards, dude, for yourself. You're like, oh, no, I'm a medium. I've been a medium since high school. It's like, girl, you're twice the size you were in high school. How the fuck are you a medium? They change the tags. So now, congratulations, by the way, to everybody making 90000 a year and who's over a 700 FICO, you're rich now. Do you guys feel rich? Do you feel different? Do you guys feel fucking super wealthy right now? Congratulations. Hey, if you have food in the cabinets, in the fridge, you are lucky, number one. You're lucky, you rich snob. You rich assholes. You just don't care about the middle class that are 550 FICO and who are struggling and make 35,000 a year. Those are middle class now. But don't worry, because if we move the middle class down, no one's poor, really. You have to make less than like 5,000 a year to be poor. Used to be 13,000, not anymore. Do you understand what they're doing? They're trying to move you guys through the brackets so that way they can get you into a higher tax bracket and fuck you square in the ass. That's about the most nefarious shit I have seen in a very long time. But don't worry, it comes with this. Uh, jobless uh, claims benefits hit a 17-month high courtesy of Joe Biden and this abomination of a administration. And don't worry, don't worry. Something else that is now out in the public sphere we can all talk about is drug overdoses are the top cause of death for people aged 15 to 49. Fentanyl, fentanyl. Fentanyl. Oh, you guys want to see what they've done to you? Do you want to see while they were trying to take your guns away what they actually did to you? What the medical community did to you? Do you see drug overdoses in that damn near vertical line? Cancer on the way down, cardiovascular uh, disease on the way down, suicide on the way down, road accidents on the way down, homicides still about where they've always been, digestive diseases, liver diseases, everything flat, 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 flat. Drug overdoses to the moon, to the fucking moon. Drug overdoses are the Bitcoin of fucking uh, death. Let's define drug overdoses. Do you think it's from crack cocaine? No. Do you think it's from heroin? No. You think it's from marijuana? No. Acid? No. Well, what the hell is killing people in a way that we've never seen since about 2010? Ah, the introduction of opioids courtesy of your neighborhood doctor dealer. Your neighborhood doctor dealer slanging fucking oxycodone like it's going out of style is what's killing Americans. Fentanyl. There you go. You, you, th this is literally 
This it's not even being discussed. And you want to know why it's not being discussed? They're not talking about it because geniuses like this are leading your government. Enjoy. I call to this hearing of the U.S. Senate Subcommittee and Food and Nutrition, Specialty Crops, Organics, and Research to order. Chairwoman Stevenow. And Ranking Member Boozman, thank you so much for coming. I thank you for your leadership on this committee, and I look forward to working with you to pass a farm bill. A farm bill that works for small far farmers, rural communities, and hungry Americans. I would also like to thank my ranking member, Senator Braun. I look forward to working closely with you. SNAP is one of the most effective programs to fight hunger and poverty in the country. In my time in effort in IFAS, as the mayor of Braddock to Lieutenant Governor to now, I have heard from Pennsylvanians about their support for a SNAP. Hunger is not a Republican or a Democrat issue. It's all of our issue that we have to take it on. We need to come together and stop playing political games with Americans' access to food. <laughs> Americans like Chair about Clory Jor from the north to the town of Northeast in Pennsylvania he tells me that his victim was skimming, which was when somebody stole money and he relied from his SNAP EBT. <laughs> Mr. Jor is not the first Pennsylvanian I've heard this from. I fear he won't be the last. And I will work in this farm bill to modernize SNAP to work to recipients in the 21st century. <laughs> I look forward to from hearing from you, your witness on this nutrition assistance on the farm bill. And <laughs> I will now turn to Senator Braun for any opening comments that he would like to make. Okay, listen to me. I don't want to scare you because you got lost with what he was saying. You're going to want to turn your volume down. If you're going hungry in America, the guy in charge of making sure you don't fucking starve was that retard. The man who's committing the fucking the chairing the committee on fucking food is the guy that almost killed himself his first two months in Senate and who had multiple strokes last year and who reads at a second grade level. He is who's going to make sure you have fucking food. This is almost as bad as picking a transportation secretary based on how quickly he can make you come from fellatio. It's not a good idea. Lump Lump is in charge of fucking food for poor people. This retard is who's going to make sure that the urban community stops robbing Walmarts for fucking food. You've got days 
maybe a couple of weeks before this guy turns every fucking starving metro into a third world shithole. Like, they put him in charge of food. Fucking food. He's not in charge of something that we can't see or touch. He's in charge of the fucking food and fucking farming committee. Are you kidding me? He can't read. He can't fucking read. And he doesn't even know nor comprehend what he's reading because he's enunciating at the wrong parts, which means he doesn't know what he's fucking saying. He's in charge of your food. You're so fucked. You're so fucked. Completely fucked. Just enjoy it. Order now. You get the camera. You get the printer. 4X optical zoom. Schneider lens. Photo printer. SD card. SNAP is one of the most effective programs to fight hunger and poverty in the country. In my time and effort in IFAS, as the mayor of Braddock to lieutenant governor to now, I have heard from Pennsylvanians about their support for a SNAP. Hunger is not a Republican or a Democrat issue. It's all of our issue that we have to take it on. I'm lump, I'm lump, I'm lump, John Wayne is dead. <laughs> well done, Mikey. That was well done, my friend. That's a solid meme, kid. You nailed that one. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> Dude. <sighs> okay. I told you it was going to get a little dicey there for a while. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to get a little dicey. I know. Dude, everybody in the fucking poverty, like poor communities, I need that to go video. That video needs to go viral on TikTok. Like somebody, can you guys like mash up like me explaining the fucking guy that's in charge of food now and then with him giving the speech about how he's in charge of food? Like that's like a 30 second digest for your average retard in America. He's in charge of you making sure you get food and that there's no issues with your welfare food. And you're just like, uh-oh. Bro. Like, I, 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 Democrats got it. Don't worry. Fetterman's in charge of your food. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who? I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We put Lump Lump in charge of the food? He's in, he's in charge of the, it me, it me, it me. What, let's make sure he's in charge of something where he can't hurt anybody. Ah, good point. What are we thinking? We definitely want him in charge of military. No, no, no. There's bombs and stuff. Ah, that's true. Currency? No, no, no. He could ruin our money. Ah, good point. Transportation? No, no, no. We already give it to the other guy, the other special needs guy. Oh, okay. All right. Well, what are you, what are you thinking? Do you want to put something obscure, maybe in charge of national parks or something? I was thinking food for poor people. <laughs> um, what you, uh, what, isn't that? No, no, no. It'll be good. It'll go really well. Let's, let's put the retard in charge of the food supply for fucking, uh, for poor people. It'll, they'll love it. They'll really appreciate it. It's brilliant, really. I mean, it's fucking lump lumps in charge of the, Welfare food. That's uh it's so gonna go well. Though he's in charge of farming and shit too. He's gonna he's trying to pass farm bills, guys. Farm bills. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> why would you why would you be afraid? Why would you start hoarding your food right now? Come down, come down. It's gonna be fine, I'm sure, probably. <laughs> I fucking can't sometimes on this show. Sometimes I have to report shit that is so staggeringly dumb, I, I can't. 
Thankfully, I saved all the good news for the very end of the show, for the final, the final end of the show, right? Got to do that. Save something in the tank. The Speaker of the Florida House and the President of the Florida Senate both declined to endorse Rob DeSantis for president today. What does this mean? What do you mean you've declined it? You know him. You know what he's about. Why would you do this? Meatball is fake. Meatball is fake. Meatball is fake. You were a rising star. Now you're falling hard. We're seeing who you are. Meatball is fake. Who told you we follow you? songbird of our generation <laughs> oh, how is meatball doing huh since january support for trump is up 12 points and sununu is up eight has increased among likely 24 2024 new hampshire republican primary voters while support for desantis is down 21 hmm you guys let's look at our graph a little closer what and where, if you could explain to me on this graph, we can clearly see where Donald Trump starts to take off to the moon and DeSantis starts going into the shitter. What happened in January of 2023? It was like, it was like something happened in January of 2023. It's like there was like something totally different than what was happening in November or December. And it began in January of 2020. I don't, I'm not sure what could have, I don't know. It just seems very aggressive and effective. And it seems like it's really, really hurting Team Meatball. And I'm not, I don't know, who knows? You know, it's, some things will remain a mystery. We'll all just have to wonder. We'll just have to wonder. Hopefully someday we'll find out what could possibly have happened right around January of 2023? What couple of events happened that led to a total and complete collapse of Team fucking Meatball? So much so that some of the most unhinged takes in all of social media are currently being posted by Team Meatball. These 
people are having a total meatball meltdown. One such man is one of America's most famous cuckolds, Jesse Kelly. I get the sense that due to the ridiculousness of the charges, the right is being dismissive about Trump's legal problems. We have entire branches of our justice system, including juries run by communist apparatchiks. Trump is going down unjust as it is. He's going to jail? You ready to be offended? Do you know he went to Mar-a-Lago for two years? Uh-huh. Jesse Kelly has now decided the best way to try and woo MAGA is letting them know that they're stupid for supporting Trump because he's going to jail anyway. Jesse's official sales pitch for Team Meatball is vote for Rob because Trump's going to go to jail. This is his campaign pitch. It's going super well. Unfortunately for Jesse, Donnie J. Trump, well, he has his own response. Ron DeSantis is a young man who is not doing well against me in the polls, to put it mildly. I believe that if he decides to run for president, which will only hurt and somewhat divide the Republican Party, which we don't need, he will lose the cherished and massive MAGA vote and never be able to successfully run for office again. I believe that. If he remains governor, which is what Florida voters assumed he would do, it would be a whole different story. Just saying. But who knows? So, do you want to know what President Trump just said? President Donnie J. Trump just gave Rob DeSantis his last warning. That was Trump giving DeSantis a final warning. That was him saying it's not too late to save face, to make amends, and to begin governing the state of Florida. And perhaps one day you can do something higher than governor, perhaps maybe a Senate seat. That was his final warning. Just saying. The irony of the DeSantis destruction is this. Nobody can save his career now except for Donald Trump. And he didn't realize it. It's only Trump now. The only man, because you went too far and you were wrong and you got obliterated, DeSantis, and now you're on an island. Everyone in the state of Florida has abandoned you. Your leadership in the state of Florida has abandoned you. Your congressional delegation in the state of Florida has abandoned you. Your senators will be abandoning you soon. And all you're going to be left with is whatever he wants to say about you. You will never now be a president. Those days are gone. That's gone. You can kiss that goodbye. You could maybe possibly one day find yourself in a position to contend for a Senate seat, but even that is a long shot. And the only one who could even make it slightly possible is the man that was just giving you the warning. He's done. And Trump knows it, and he's trying to give the kid one last chance to save face. He's even framing him as a sympathetic figure deliberately to give him an out. Do you guys want me to play it again for you? There's so much here. Like, everybody hears the obvious stuff. They miss the nuance. 
the nuance is this is an older, established man who has been highly successful, extending an olive branch and an out, and he's building in your argument, DeSantis. If you, he, DeSantis will miss this because he's fucking stupid, but he's building in exactly what you need to say to get yourself out of the way. The train is coming down the tracks, and Donald Trump is going. He's giving you a chance to go whoop and let the train go by you. Watch, it's right there. Listen to it one more time. Ron DeSantis is a young man who is not doing well against me in the polls, to put it mildly. I believe that if he decides to run for president, which will only hurt and somewhat divide the Republican Party, which we don't need, he will lose the cherished and massive MAGA vote and never be able to successfully run for office again. I believe that. If he remains governor, which is what Florida voters assumed he would do, it would be a whole different story. Just saying. But who knows? That is President Trump in his most measured and considerate. He's trying to let DeSantis team know, you're very young. You will never be able to come back from this. I told all of you this in January. We would make him unelectable permanently. That whatever position he held would be the only one he could ever uh, earn. He's Ted Cruzing himself. And it's actually worse. Ted Cruz might not even the best. It's not the best example. The best example is the guy from fucking Wisconsin, Walker. Scott Walker was a young upstart governor who ended his political career permanently by running head on into the Trump train. Scott Walker was one of the most popular governors in America in 2016, in 2015. And he literally, his whole career was ahead of him. And he went head first into the Trump train and Donald Trump ended his career. Flat out ended it. Have you ever heard anything from Scott Walker since? He's gone. Once he was done being governor, that was it. He was no longer electable as a senator. He was no longer electable as a presidential candidate. Gone. It's been seven years. No one has heard from him again. Who he, he probably goes out. He's probably a bundler now. He goes and raises money and shit. Yeah, the dogs are going crazy because I think Randy's home. <laughs> that was both Bob and Red. They were going crazy. Team Trump. DeSantis has one chance to get out of this thing. And to not just apologize, but say, hey, you know what? I really explored this. It's not right. He's got one shot left. And if he takes it, I believe he can get out of it early enough that there might be a slimmer of a hope for him long term, at least in some type of job, maybe congressman or something. But if he doesn't, Fox, he'll work at Fox by 2028. That's where he'll be. Oh, Randy's not home? Well, then I don't know who the fuck's at my house. <laughs> Fucking dogs. Anyway, Team Trump continuing to pour it on as they should. Ron DeSantis tried to cut seniors' benefits. In Congress, DeSantis voted three times to cut Social Security, even to privatize Medicare. Worse, DeSantis wanted to raise the retirement age to 70. Ron DeSantis would make us work longer to get less. President Trump promised. We will protect Medicare and Social Security. President Trump delivers, and he always will. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Bam! That's between the eyes. That's voting record. That is not rhetoric. That's not hyperbole. That is voting record. Voting record will destroy you with Republican voters aged 45 
to like 80. Republican voters over the age of 45 are going to care about your voting record almost as much as anything that you could present. Good night. Good night, DeSantis. Donnie J will not get in the mud with you. I will be in the mud with you. Alex Bershowitz will be in the mud with you. The fucking Dilly meme team will be in the mud with you. But what President Trump will not be is in the mud with you. It doesn't have to be. He's going to crush you on voting record and his record, and then he's going to let us expose you. 2024 National Republican primary uh, voting so far. Where does it stand? According to 538, Donald J. Trump has a 25-point lead and a 22-point uh, lead head-to-head. This is not a Trump-friendly pollster. As a matter of fact, I would argue that this is a never-Trump pollster. Plus 25. Plus 22 head-to-head. -head. The most important thing is, and this is, I cannot, um, you know, emphasize this enough. It's about where you're trending. DeSantis isn't trending up. He's trending down January, February, March. It, dude, you're, o you're over a like a fourth of this year, and you haven't made, not only have you not made any ground on Trump, not only did you not open up a lead on Trump, you're losing ground the longer you pretend you're running. This is the part that's going to kill his ability to do anything now. And financially, the people that are in charge of this thing from a money standpoint, they're going to see this. And I think if he drops another six to eight points in the polls, they will pull all money. And that'll be the end of it. I believe if Donald Trump can get DeSantis across the board to about 15% nationally, 16% nationally, it's over. It'll be over. They will pull their funding. And the thing is, this is not the fucking old school politics. We move way faster. What we used to think, we used to think, oh, we'll move them two points and a quarter, three points. Oh, it's a surge. Dude, you're talking about four to eight point swings now in 30, 60 days. The trend line for DeSantis is getting worse. Trump's is getting stronger. Financials are getting stronger. Endorsements are getting stronger. The grassroots is getting stronger. We haven't even begun having consistent rallies yet. We haven't even implemented some of the other plans for outreach from MAGA and, and from, uh, from the Trump campaign. You're only at the optics standpoint right now, which is policy plus grassroots attacks and defense back and forth. I believe we can knock this fucking guy clean out before June 1st. And I think before they ever even change the resign to run law, I believe that we could end up actually ending any chances of him running because he won't have the money to do it. I, I really do, you guys. It's not even about DeSantis. He has terrible instincts. He believes he can win still. The only people who, who are actually reading the tea leaves and who are smart are the, are the uh, people funding him. If the, if the people funding DeSantis essentially realize this is a, this is, I'm throwing good money after bad money, they'll pull out. And that's the end of it. That'll be the end of the whole thing. It's getting close. The end is near. I can feel it. Foot on throat. Keep going. Don't let up. Do not let up. A great group of supportive Florida congressmen and congresswomen, all who have endorsed me, will be coming to Mar-a-Lago tonight. Oh, hey. 
Our support is almost universal in Florida and throughout the USA. They remember fondly all of the incredible things I did while in office and one of the most successful administrations in history will be a great night. I love it. Everybody wants to know what's next, who's next. Once we take care of DeSantis, I'm going to show you guys something you didn't even think possible. And we discussed it back in 2018, but it'll be relevant again in 2023. We get rid of DeSantis, I will show you not only how to unify the party, but unify the country and how you're going to go about ensuring that Donald Trump's victory is no longer in question. It's a not a matter of if, it'll be a matter of when. So we're going to get there. All right, guys, I'm done. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Don't forget, Q&A Friday tomorrow. Email those questions over to me, you guys. And uh, you guys behave, behave yourselves. You guys behave yourselves. All right, you guys. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. I'll see ya. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them. We're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere. <laughs>